Welcome to Blue TV, the podcast of the best shows on TV. And I'm Zach. And I'm Cash. And tonight we're doing The Outsiders. This is the third episode. What's it called? Messengers. Messengers, as in plural? Plural. Uh, and boy, did they have some messages in this episode. <laughs> they had a lot of messages. Uh, some subliminal, some verbal, some... Physical. Out. Yeah. Physical. <laughs> a lot of physical. Yeah. Um, you know, I will say that, you know, continuing on what I've said in the past, you know, I am still impressed with the the visuals of how they're doing everything. They're continuing that same trend and track, and I'm really enjoying it. I am as well. Um, and I, even, like, the opening shot, again, was stunning. Oh, yeah. I, can, I mean, let's, let's talk about the episode itself before we go into okay. all the details. Overall, did you how you how did you think about the episode as a whole? Um... I kind of want to say it was my favorite episode. I, I really think the show keeps climbing. Yeah, I, I definitely believe so. That it's uh, it's definitely moving in a, in a forward direction. I I didn't feel like it paused. I didn't feel like it regressed. I didn't feel like any of that kind of stuff. I feel like it just kept moving forward. Like we kept climbing up the mountain. And we're getting little things of action, little bit tidbits here. We're learning more about characters, which I'm happy about. That we're learning about more old connections that were that are now new connections. Um, but we're still very vague. Like there, there's still we're still just on the surface of most of the characters. Right. I'm ready to find out about the past, like the past thing that yeah. happened when somebody went up there and people died. Because you realize now we're finding out that both very similar, um, both sides of the family had very similar situations where it seems like they sent people down there and they died, and then come to find out from the sheriff's point of view, they've sent people to a situation, and they died. Yeah. So it's like they have very comparable stories, but we're not getting much about them other than they did this and they died. It, we just know that people fought at a certain point in this mountain, and there was, what, four deaths, I, I believe? Yeah, four or five, something like that. Two. Or but they're all very died. significant people. Yeah, like the one was like, I guess, the sheriff's The dad. sheriff. The other one was the, 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 Brennan. the Brennan of the entire group. And, and then two other, I feel, probably prominent people in the town, or right. one so, from the town and one from the clan. I think that's got to have a huge bearing, and I want to know a little bit more about it, you know? And I wish I wish they were giving us a little more of that, but, I mean, I'm not upset that the way they're going about it. They're, they're just giving us little bits here, little bits there. But as you said, kind of still staying vague. Yeah, and because it seems like a lot of the town doesn't know that this happened so and i don't believe there was a huge influx of population going in this town so that's true how far back was this well i will tell you now if you looked at the cast of people that was in that gym for that town meeting you didn't see a lot of elderly people and the ones you did that's a good notice the ones you did were the only ones saying you need to leave the people alone on the mountain you know and they're like oh shut up (laughs) you know that kind of stuff so i think they did. That was a detail that I felt was strong because they were like they even showed you the difference in the age gap. Yeah, and why people were like against it and the people who were against it. Because the only middle aged person who was against taking them off was our boy, the stash. Yeah, the stash. Well, of course. Now, her his sister, she got up there and said, you know, this coal this coal company is not what it needs to be. No, but also, her father was the sheriff as well. So it. Yeah, but so, right, his sister, but the same person for right. this. Now, I, I mean, we're way into the episode, but I will tell you, that's one thing. I was looking at my wife when I was watching this show, and she looked at me, and I looked at her, and I said, so, honey, how would you handle it if you go up there and speak in front of the town people and say, it's, this is a bad idea, this is what we need to think about, the future, da 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 and then I walked right up behind you and said, I disagree with that heifer, <laughs> and this is what we need to do, da 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 
I don't think. You think I'd you're be still married? in the same bed with her that evening. No, you got, you got some papers to sign by the end of that <laughs> meeting. I mean, there, it wouldn't be pretty on the way out the door. No. I think everybody would know. All right, that SOB is about to get it. You know what I mean? It's going right. to be a couple cold, lonely nights for him. You got that shot right. I better sleep with an eye open. <laughs> and, and so I was like, I was kind of taken back by that. Yeah. I really was. I was kind of like, mm, that was that an unexpected was twist. Does that mean it was unrealistic? Does that mean it was like, you know, doesn't carry weight? Da, da, da. And I, my, my wife didn't seem as taken with it. Really? And so I was kind of like, that's what I, that's, that was my reaction. That really? I <laughs> said, so you mean I can do this? And she looks at me and just gives me that you know go to you know where look. Maybe uh, it's a uh, if you truly believe in it, but also, I mean, I don't know if we, do we want to get this far into the episode yet or? Well, let's just finish this point. One thing she did say, which kind of makes sense, and I want your opinion on this, is that he got up there and said his frustrations because he was tired of being unemployed for his family. That that was my biggest problem. Was how how are you unemployed for three years? Yeah, how are you toting a note? Yeah. You know, I mean, did the parents leave you the house, you know, and to her, whatever minimal job it is? Well, she did say that he was, you know, waiting this place to get work on some days and so like that. So, I mean, it's getting enough to survive. I mean, th- there's a school there. You know, there's janitorial jobs somewhere. Like, yeah. Sa- Sally Ann's working four different places. So, there's, <laughs> there's jobs to be had. There is. And so, I, you know, I could see that back and forth. But um, let's go back to the beginning of the episode. So, in the in the beginning... You know, they're, we're still with the clan. We're still with the sheriff. You know, um, one thing that struck me in the, towards the beginning was the sheriff, you know, being asleep on the chair and the kid going out into the woods. Now, are we supposed to assume that he's sleepwalking or that, is this something he does? I assume that it was sleepwalking. But as the episode went on, I'm starting to think that he just goes out into the woods. Yeah, like it's just like his retreat when his dad's drunk. I. I think he's seeing that girl, the creepy girl who was in the mother Brennan's room. I don't know if you saw her in the background whenever oh, yeah, Asa went in there. The tree and all and then, yeah, she was up in the tree when Asa went down. I think he's going to go. See, I think he's seeing her. You think it's possible? I, I think it is. I don't know. That, that girl. Because there was no other reason to show her twice. Who I can't explain how well, creepy you know, she was. Every time, the only time you ever see her is when she's on the outskirts of the property as like a lookout, a see-all. Well, I've never seen her in the episode yet or in the series. Yeah, so I, I don't know. That, I mean, I never, I never made those two dots, and maybe you're right. Maybe there is, like you said, maybe there's family connections from way back, and this boy is following that footstep or whatever. I don't know. I think that would have to take a lot of development to make that happen, but it's definitely something that would be interesting. And then also, is this Stash's son? Because uh, I'm not seeing much resemblance. Yeah, he's got straight blonde hair, like, kind of pale. It's looking like the mother, or not the sister's really, daughter. Not really feeling son. the consistency. There. No, there's not much. I mean, I'm expecting at least a baby Stash by now for the kid. <laughs> Hey, we're getting Put some nothing. peach fuzz yeah. in that little rustic <laughs> like, so we know it's him. That's right. We, we need something. We need we need a connection, you know. Give, give me a little bit of a, you know. And then I wasn't something. looking, but did you see a mark on him before he went to school the next day? No, no. I didn't. And then when it showed up afterwards, I was kind of like. And the okay. teacher saying he came to school with it. And I was like, I don't, I was paying, I felt enough attention that I would have noticed. I so. Yeah, I thought it was kind of like I, that kind of mark. I think you would notice considering yeah. the size and where it was located. Exactly, and so that that part bothered me a little bit. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, I agree with you because it. I didn't dwell on it a lot, but you you make a great point because that was. So, I mean, we're talking about over the size of a dime on the yeah. side of your cheek, right by your eye. It's not something you miss when you tell your son goodbye. And I mean, that was an important thing because we learn how much he cares about his son and everything, and. It's essentially his life. 
And so if he's not noticing that and the teacher's like, I would have reported this if it was anyone else, but seeing as you're who I'm reporting to, I kind of let it slide. Right. And so if he didn't get a fight in the school and we're assuming he didn't get in the woods, where did it come from and what was it? Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, the teacher did say like he scraped himself in the woods, but uh, it was just a really random situation that... I'm, I don't know. It makes me, like you said, I feel like they're building up to something is an unveiling for this yeah. kid. You know, like there's it's something he's doing or something we're not aware of that he's a part of or something. Or at least I hope so, because I hope this isn't a, just a dead end to show that the sheriff's a bad father. No, I don't I don't think it's that or anything. I mean, I, I kind of want to make just a big jump and say he's going to somehow get initiated into the feral clan. Wow. Wow. They're going to have to open up something and because a war is coming, you're going to have to build numbers in some shape, way or form. It's like, a, it's like a Mad Max recruitment or something. Yeah. You know, you're, you're, you're stepping on out there on that ledge. I'm going to tell you, and I'm going to let you stand up there by yourself because <laughs> hey. I don't know if that's going to you're, you're, you're way on out there. Uh, I'm okay with that because, and that, that would lead to more tension with the stash versus, <laughs> The, the you know he's he's out he's up there with me we're, we're all by ourselves on our own little island yeah i hear you i hear you no i, I feel you I, i'm scooping what you're pooping there <laughs> um i don't know I, I i'm afraid it was just something showing evidence that he's not a great father and just like the conversation he had with his brother-in-law like you know the hey, being he's the pill addict and the drunk yeah he's gonna stay here and he goes yeah like he does every night and Hey, why don't you go do your job so I don't have to worry about trying to feed my, you know, I mean, there's just, you know, like I think they were really trying to home in that this uh, cop is just not very good when it comes to his own life. Yeah. You but, know, and he's continuing to try to hide this feral connection to everything, to motive, you know. I mean, I feel like they were doing a good enough job of painting him as a bad guy and a bad father than having to say that he doesn't look at his kid. Right. Yeah, so I really feel like it was just more building towards him. Just his being, the character, yeah. developing his character as okay. Now we really know he's a drunk. That's why he's a sweaty stash and in a dirty suit all the time. You right. know, I mean, I just and then for him to do good at some things, and then to like this whole scene of him pulling up and this this trashy, nasty woman. You know, doing that was an with, odd scene. I, I didn't I mean, understand I, the point of that one. Drops her pills, walks away, does I. What did this have to do with anything? I didn't get this. I mean, maybe it was like you said, building towards him being a bad character in the sense that he has all these vices and they just want to introduce them. Yeah. Because this was the first time they really showed him pouring. He cracked open the beer. After last episode, he poured out all the feral wine. So maybe it was him fighting his temptation and this one's him accepting those vices and just... Yeah, like he's not consistent, and that's the reason he struggles as much as he is. Yeah, he sees the town going to hell in a handbasket, and he's just getting ready for the ride. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. So there was it was a little over the map with that kind of little scene, but everything else that kind of flowed. I mean, they spent some good time up there in the Pharaoh clan, and you know the. I do feel like the dynamic between, you know, Big Foster, Little Foster, Asa. I'm still not liking that triangle because I, i'm i don't know what's going on with little foster does it does me or ryan Hurst's character little foster just seems out of place he's lost yeah like it's just 
You want to feel sorry for him? But you don't know how because uh, either because his it, character's it, not fitting or what Ace's he wants character doesn't make isn't. sense. What, he, this what does he want? I, I don't know yet. Well, it's obvious now that he wants the admiration of his dad, who's basically told him he's useless, don't call me dad anymore. And then he's been with this girl for 10 years. He's never married, and he has to constantly ask her, you know, if you really want to be with me, da 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 da. You know, or with my favorite line like that, you, if you want to dust his broom. Oh, that was my favorite was like, line. I was waiting for that one. I was like, the old dust really the broomstick. He really just said that, you know? Like, he goes, I know you're going to dust his broom. I was like, <laughs> if it hasn't already happened. Really? You know? And then, of course, she starts kissing him. You know? And so I don't know why they keep showing that struggle because like every time he questions like she attacks him yeah you know yeah. like you know you're the love of my da 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 and then it's not even a first, love triangle yeah you know, and then we get to this second moment of weakness and you know they go right to the yeah the, caboodle i mean let's you know, we, we we passed first second base it, it was we a were grand third to home you know what i mean so i mean i think we learned the cure to uh, some bruised possibly broken ribs yeah for a guy who could barely walk up a mountain don't get me wrong we have yeah. discussed this was a three-hour four-wheeler ride so we're talking <laughs> he did some walking yeah. okay to come up there and looks like you know he's got broken ribs a contusion like that he looked like he was in good shape when he went to town and pulling her skirt up. Oh, yeah. He was feeling good. The pain went away immediately. I don't know what she did, but, you know. She's magic. There's yeah. something in the feral clan that. <sighs> you know, you forget all pain with that twat. <laughs> I mean, it's just. So, I, 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 I was like, eh, come on, at least show him grimace a little bit. You know, don't, no. He was we, picking her up. Yeah, he picked her up. Throw her on the table. Great. Not, she, she's not a big lady or anything, but come on now. still the bottom line is, is that, you know, if you can barely walk and you're holding your <laughs> arm against your ribs because of a crowbar that hit yeah. you in the same spot from the, the uh, duel. Like, I mean, that was the same exact area he took a shot from. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and say that he, uh, he, he ain't lifting nothing. No. He can't stand up straight and keep his arm right. So, um, you so, know, they and I knew that the, was going to happen, and I mean, yeah, they the, went for the scene. Didn't really think about the details of getting to it. No, and so, you know, and I think everybody was waiting on the moment where you know they, they knock boots, but well, no, no, it's a dusting of a broomstick. Yeah, that's the new analogy. Yeah, that was Next thing they'll say is we're knocking the dew off the lily. You know, <laughs> I mean, there's there's no telling where they go with the, you know these analogies and these little puns, but. um yeah, and like I said, I, I I struggle, but I do like you know you you have the big Foster and they're talking about the past and they're making decisions and Ace is trying to get involved. But I didn't I didn't like I like that he was trying to get involved and I'm trying and they weren't just shunning him the whole way, but you know he wasn't being accepted. And then I didn't really, I kind of felt like he was pouty when they weren't listening to him. Like he was like, well, they're not listening to me, and they turn his back, and da, 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 you know, and it's up to you to do something. Well, nobody's gonna listen to me, and you know, it's just he's in a weird place because the people want him to do something, but they don't want him to try to do something. Yeah, it's like so they just emotion. expect, yeah, it's, they just expect him to have it magically fixed since he's already been out in the real world, and so he at no point in time did he want to go to that meeting. No, and, I don't think he had any confidence that he would be able to achieve anything. And, and sure enough, like Big Foster said, you know, you look you look pretty good. Looks like you accomplished <laughs> something, you know, which I thought was a pretty good little humor. It just uh, that was also their best mix. Big Foster and Aces was when he came back up the mountain. 
Yeah, it was. And you know, the funny thing is, how many times when you see scenes like that, you know, the camera angle is going to give you a close-up to this one character and then go no. back to the other character? No. Stayed full pan out the whole time. They stayed full pan away, showed him sitting there in his glory in front of a... Now, I know this is nitpicky to death, and I know Angie and a few other of our fans who talk to us all the time is going to give me a hard time about this. But did you think anybody was things weird? It was the middle of the day, and he was solo around a bonfire? Yeah. No food, no nothing. Didn't look cold considering he had sleeveless shirt on. What was the purpose of this man sitting a solo in front of a bonfire? The leader of the clan. When should he ever be alone? There should always at least be three or four yes men just sitting around him, you know, boosting his ego. I feel like I'm just picking that little part, but... I think no, I don't think Dang so. Why, why was it like that? I think it's a very important thing, you know, because we were hitting on last week how people still haven't really accepted him. Yeah. And I think this is a further valuation of that. Yeah, I just, oh, man. You know, I, it just kind of caught me off guard. I was enjoying the pan view and him talking from a distance, you know, like it wasn't showing him respect, of, you know, being far, you know, that way. Yeah. and I was like, yeah. And then I'm like, why are they sitting in front of a fire? It's hot out. The guy's in a short sleeve and he's in, you got a sleeveless shirt. I'm like, well, I mean, they've always got to keep there. a fire, I think. Yeah, I, mean, I was like, eh. I, I didn't get all that. So I thought but, that was strange. And then. I thought, whole, go ahead. What was the point of Asa going to get a, a really good jacket? I mean, that, that was a good looking jacket from just out of nowhere, Goodwill Ben. But what was the point of him going into the store and stealing the smallest box of matches I've ever seen? This because, is a great question because that had zero consequence on anything to do with the episode. Yeah, it did nothing. We never saw him use the matches. He could have gone to the bar and gotten the box of matches. What was the significance of having her try to scan the piece of fruit 1,500 times? Exactly. Who who hasn't trained her to just start typing in how much it costs? After the fourth time, you look and go, it's not working. You know, you you don't just sit there and, uh, uh, maybe it'll work work eventually. Maybe it'll work this time. Maybe it'll work. You know, it's like me at the self checkout, you know, just over and over. Yeah, I mean, um, I was just I was really perplexed with the whole convenience store thing. I didn't yeah. understand because a it's Sally Ann's second job, which I have no idea how she's pulling this off. Really, she works as a a girl at the register at the grocery store who scans stuff. Yeah, and we can't scan a fruit at a gas station. station. Does old anybody boy. else see the conflict there <laughs> that we work at a grocery store who scans would probably have a legitimately more fruit <laughs> as an option, and yet the gas station, we cannot figure this out. And yet old boy's been out of a job for three years. But, you know, that's... I'm just, you know. Um, yeah, that, that there, was, uh, there was more inconsistencies with this episode, but not ones that are like, oh, whoa, yeah, whoa, I mean, nothing whoa, that back up, boo, no. Nothing that took away from the story or anything. It was just no, like exactly. the small details of yeah, the writing like, was off. Exactly. It, the little details. And most people I'm willing to bet don't pick up on, but God, I just, I'm so like, I want to see every little detail that shows that's, because like you watch an epic show like Breaking Bad, you mm-hmm. watch an epic show like The Wire, like that, you don't find inconsistencies like that. No, you don't. They, and, because they're pulling things from the first season into the fourth season that they had written and planned out. Right, and so you know, like we're talking about this little part, that little part, da da da. Which don't get me wrong, very minute. You just don't really find those in Breaking Bad, and no. you don't find those in those shows. And so that's when you classify a show as just epic. I want this show to be epic. And it has, definitely has the potential to it be does. it. It does. It has the potential. It's its own unique genre. It's its own unique story. It's its own unique 
uh, antagonists with you know certain types of characters and so on, and it has unlimited potential. And it's doing some of the best shots of any show out right now. I agree. And it, it's completely different with how they're filming. And they're actually using nature and so many different things that we're yeah, not yeah, getting the, anywhere else. The lighting else. and the emotion and how they're going about things, it's it's very compelling to make you really – it's a visually appealing yeah. all the way throughout. And the storyline makes sense and so on. Um, I do feel, though, however, we do need to kind of create – realistically our main character and or our main couple characters right now i feel like we have four or five and i feel like the main characters are going to be asa and guinevere i think so too but which blows my mind because i mean if you've got david morris and you've got ryan hurst how are they not when they're probably top bill actors for the entire show oh they're probably making more than everyone else combined yeah i mean and i just kind of like they're making one to be the bad guy, and they're making the other one to be a complete uh, useless not doofus, but useless by the, the, what what they're determining. I mean, he, he's shunned as a son. He's shunned as a member. He's shunned for this, and he's shunned by his own woman. He's shunned, I mean, it's just like so. Yeah. I, I mean, he goes down there and to, you know to kill this guy, evidently who killed his little brother. But he wasn't getting yeah. revenge for his brother. He was trying to prove a point for his daddy, you know. So I hate his motivations. And even the scene was unsatisfactory. Yeah. I mean, he pulls his knife. The guy dies of a heart attack. And also, where were the other two guys? That that was my whole thought process at the end. Because after the gunshot goes off, where were the two people that yeah, the old man his, had in the first his episode? Yeah, where's backup? his arsenal, you know? Were they just randomly over there the first episode showing yeah, off guns? I mean, yeah, I mean... <laughs> And this is an old man in Kentucky. You're telling me he's not shooting first after he's got a shotgun to the back of your head? Yeah, considering you've unloaded on this truck, you know, and everything. I don't know. Like I said, it was still believable, but, you know, it didn't have a lot of substance to make you want to go. It was satisfying for what he was doing because you don't like his motivations for what he's there for. No. And so they're really building on Ryan Hurst's character as being not not likable because and basically just kind of ends up being a loser of every situation he's involved in. He's very indifferent right now, I think is the best there way to put no it. Doubt. There is no doubt. And I really hope they change that. They've got to do something with him and fast because really, the mo- yeah. the story is moving forward. Right. And there's nothing that Ryan Hurst has been able to do that has advanced the story outside of losing the duel that we all knew he was going to lose. Yeah. It was, I mean, it was obvious. Yeah. Know? And it's obvious. He's not going to keep his woman. No. They, and it's obvious. He's going to continue to make poor decisions for the wrong reasons. And it's just not looking like there's a light at the end of the tunnel for my man, Ryan Hurst based no, on the writing so far. And the obvious play that should have been from the beginning or at least ever since he lost the duel, was a father-son power struggle. Yeah, and we can't even get that. It's not a struggle. It's one berates the other, and he takes it, you know, and, you know, soaks his feelings into <laughs> on and moves on, you know. Yeah, it's, a little pity party by himself. Exactly. Cause, I exactly. Mean, oh, and, you know, he crawled into bed right next to her afterwards, right after the old dusting, and <laughs> he, he's just laying there knowing. Yeah, I mean, and he was just set up to look like a fool again, and it. I mean, he just doesn't have. Hopefully, that's the the show. Just makes him feel like he's hollow crotch. You know, he's just nutless. (laughs) You know, I mean, that's just that's what the facts are right now. Is that you know, 
you know, she has one and his paw has the other. <laughs> yeah. He's got his backbone <laughs> in a Tupperware somewhere too, you know. Oh man. Yeah, you know, this poor cat, you know. So I, I mean another thing to add insult to injury was the whole, you know, everybody's bringing guns in and they're checking them out and stuff and he brings in <laughs> a, a prohibition era Tommy gun in with about eight rounds in it. Oh, that's and he's like, well, I don't want to waste bullets like that. You <laughs> Does know, it you work? Know, you why are you wasting don't... my time, you know? Yeah, that that was that was a bad situation right just, there. Uh, and I just, thought he was at least going to come back up the mountains with a little bit more ammunition, at least bullets and a no. pitcher and the rifle. Yeah. Like, uh, did he even check to see if there was extra ammo? Yeah. You know, the funny thing is, I want to look at that rifle again because the crazy thing is, is that when that rifle was put on him, you heard what sounded like the chucking of a shotgun. <laughs> I mean, you heard, yeah. you know what I mean? And I swear that looked like a bolt-action rifle that does not make a... No, there's, you know? there, there's no sound that's coming out from that. I mean, if you heard the slide of the bolt, you know, <laughs> you know, coming in and out, but I, I'm really, really curious if that was, you know, if that was a pump-action yeah, rifle. The, I, I mean, I really want to go back and look at that. because yeah, they, I'm going to have to rewatch that. Yeah, that would... Because... I'm just like, mm, he didn't have a shotgun. No. Nope. You know? And when it went off, it sounded like a shotgun. Yeah, it was. <laughs> uh, I'm almost kicking myself. I didn't really give more detail on that. But um, the only, you know, there was one little cool scene where they have this, what looks to be an initiation for mm-hmm. like a wedding. Oh, yeah, the wedding scene. Yeah. Or the proposal, I guess. I guess it was kind it. of a pro- proposal. And it was a shotgun proposal. Yes. Homegirl was, uh, had a shelf with a second shelf <laughs> below it. And, uh, you know, and I don't mean that in negative to any woman, by the way. I'm just saying, you know, she was very pregnant. Yes. You know? And, um, and <laughs> you know, it was kind of a unique little, I guess, ritual. You know, Ceremony. Had a nicer little shirt, yeah. and he's throwing people around, and I'm just like, okay. And were, were you kind of trying to figure out what was going on at first? Like, at first, I was like, I thought okay. he was almost like being exiled or That's fighting for his like, way. You had to fight for your life to go up the hill. Yeah, I was like, wait a minute, there's two or three guys way bigger than this guy. There's no way. And then he's tossing folks and this and that. And I was like, wait a minute. Yeah, he kind of dressed something's off, and then you see the tone girl. And I'm like, okay, now this is sense. making sense and stuff. Yeah, and then getting somewhere. the purpose behind that would be very interesting. Yeah, I mean, I think everybody has to like prove their worth and their oath or whatever for this family, you know, yeah. and so on. And the crazy thing is, is that the more we watch the show, we start to see prettier people that don't quite mix in this. Now, the one thing I will say that I thought was kind of off when you see this group of people. Now, when we first watched the very first episode, everybody you just about saw was pretty doggone rough. You know, I mean, the only person we had was select scenes of Guinevere. Yeah. Outside of that, it it was looking pretty grim. Exactly. And so as this third episode pops up, now we have these scenes where we're starting to see people who look a little more like your normal They've seen a bath. Yeah. (laughs) You know, maybe it rained. Maybe it rained before the episode started. Well, I will say the one thing I can tell you, and my wife caught this too, is, is that do you notice nobody has bad teeth for a place that has never knows what a dentist is? That is true. I mean, that, that is that is always a like, worrisome you can, part. You can make somebody look old, or you can make them look grubby and dirty, and you know, made clothes. Da, da, da. But this episode, we had a homegirl who was nice, pretty dress, mm-hmm. looked like she was very clean, had pretty teeth. You know, the only person I could see who should have that without any issues would be like Asa if he went back down there, stayed a while, and got himself taken care of. Maybe, maybe like the doctors or something, you know, who know to 
sloths with whatever they got up there. But yeah, I just uh, I thought that was kind of strange. Hygiene's not high up on their list, and so can't everyone be. having can't be beautiful teeth <laughs> is going to be a bit of a problem down the yeah, road. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I'm 100 with that. So I thought it was just a little bit little detail, especially with all the fighting they do. Is just natural entertainment, you know. I, there's hockey matches that lose more teeth. People with some teeth missing. Yeah. I mean, you know, there, there's a lot got, of... We got intact grills, and this is Kentucky who drink moonshine. I mean, let's go here. Let's think about some this. Some special here. moonshine. It, yeah, it's really. doing some cure-all. things. The cure-all. Yeah. The Kentucky cure-all, we call this, you know. Um, the only other thing that, that seemed that really kind of stuck out for me were, you know, was uh, him going to the town hall meeting, of course, you know... What's that cat's name? He went to meet the girl for the date and got stun-gunned, you know? Oh, oh, also, it's Hazel. Yeah. But him taking that stun gun, I, I've I've taken one of those before. I, you don't stand nearly that long. I think it's almost instantaneous drop, is it not? Yes. And like you're almost dropping before. It I hits thought you. so myself because you know, I've seen some like police training videos and some you know he tough just guy things. And he was like, uh, 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 and it was every bit of three seconds before he decided to fall. It, he didn't even fall. The, it just panned away. Yeah. And I fully expected him to just eventually turn around and rip the cords out. You know, I'm kind of with you. I thought that it was a, a little off there. Yeah. Again, another minor detail. You know, the funny thing is we found a lot of minor details in this episode, but we both agreed that the show is still progressing. So yes. I think that's a good thing for the show. He's, you know, yeah, we're finding these little things, but it doesn't take away. Things that they can easily just kind of look yeah. up. No, and... I think it's heavily coincidental. The girl was walking up right at the time as he gets stun gunned. Yes. You know. And but because they didn't have a date set or anything, so I don't know how he knew to look for her there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, know. minor detail. Minor detail. I don't know, but like it didn't cause a problem for that because there's an un- unknown variable there. We yeah, might or might not. We might have found out if they were together. You know that kind of situation. You know the uh, but we got another important stash scene of him being terrified of the clan and wanting them. To have nothing to do with it. Yeah, gives them a bottle, see you bye. Get out and of it, here. You know? Also, you know, it brings up another important issue that's going on right now with potentially police brutality. You know, this show's hitting on all of those things that are current right now. Yeah, it is. And, and it's even crazy that you know, you have an, an African-American bystander who watches it happen. It, it seems Against like, white people, which is yeah, interesting. You know, so it's kind of like, all right, we're doing some things that are current to the current climate, you know? Is it on purpose? Is it a political statement? Is it that kind of stuff? I hope not. I hope no. it's just trying to be TV. But remember, like we said before, they are really trying to get into all the gray areas of socialism and life in America right now. You know, interracial, you know, people getting moved off land, politics is big, you know, I big mean, business. We're hitting a lot of the we're big issues. We're getting all of it together, you know. Um, now, there was one other thing. Didn't you know, Going back to where he was, while he was rummaging through the dumpsters or recycling yeah. to find this coat, what ends up being, I guess, or a nice shirt, whatever. And then he goes by this store and finds this newspaper guy. What was the purpose of finding him and this guy being, evidently, his mind's gone? Well, I think it was his old mentor or something, because he was talking to either Hazel or the guy who makes the moonshine. I think okay. it was Hazel. And where when he learned how to read. Yeah, and he was like, you know, oh, how'd you make out through there? He was like, well, I found a job at a newspaper, and, and it me. really helped me out and everything. And so I think that's who that guy was. Right, but what was the what was the significance of him going back to that person to Let's know they see that he was lost? Uh, I, got, I got nothing for why I was there. The only thing I could think of is, is maybe that he was going to him for guidance on how to handle this town meeting 
But did he, I don't remember him getting any guidance. Well, he didn't. I mean, I think he went, uh, my, my guess is his motivation was to connect to his old world and try to figure out what's going on and see either get Intel or help motivation, whatever. And instead he finds he gets there and he realizes that, you know, his friend is not what he used to be. And it's a dead end. Just like it ends up, the meeting ends up being a dead end for him. But I do have to say that meeting was probably the most interesting scene we've had on the show yet. I liked everything about the meeting except for the one redneck bumpkin, the one that gets, you know, who, who ends up on the ground at the end when they yeah. you know, done with that. That guy was like, like too much of a stereotype. It is Kentucky. Can we have too much of a stereotype? I, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's like pot. Hey, kettle. How you yeah. doing? Two guys from Mississippi. Exactly. You know, okay? I mean, so, um, I don't know. It just, you know, the hat backwards, overweight, brash. Mm. Were there Runs overalls? His mouth, I, I feel know. like he was in overalls. Yeah, I, it just kind of was like it was just a touch much. Yeah. For because think about the guys he was running with and the people he was running out the building with and like the guy who you know the husband who was like I've been out of work for three years. Da, da, da. It just didn't seem like everybody else seemed like they were normal folk, you know, and struggling. I, I can see and, that. and to me, he just kind of seemed like. And like I said, it didn't take away, you know, you're always going to have a more boisterous character who's going to, you know, you're more of your village idiot or different people and so on. But I just felt like this show has done such a, trying to do such a good job of trying to keep realism for even from the average person to the sheriff, all the way up to the ferals. And that he was one of the first characters I've seen. It was kind of like eh, way too stereotypical for yes, us. It, was it wasn't a, needed because we already know where we're at. We know what they're right. trying to Don't do. Don't beat us to death with you know, a yeah. visual that's not necessary. You know, you got to. You know, I mean, that's just. I don't know. It just struck a chord with me. I, I've asked a couple of people, and they say, "Well, I, I just didn't think about it." So again, it could just me be yeah. over detailing it. But I mean, we we are looking at a lot of different things that a lot of people might not see. Right. So there's and that. So that's it's very possible. Um, I did like that they, you know, that you had diverging opinions. Uh, you did get to see. I, I wish we would have gotten a few more. Uh, yeah, you know, just like because it was just the husband and wife, and that was just so awkward, and we didn't like how that it was a husband and wife fighting over. And not only that, it was the, they brought those two in, and so that we could finally have those two characters later and realize they're related to the show. Yeah, and, and realize, I mean, yeah. they were very important characters potentially. Yeah. Right, and so the only other times anybody spoke up was when they were just spouting off, and guess what, yeah. you know, stereotypical redneck, and then the older couple, you know I mean? A, a regular town hall meeting. So we only had four people talk. We had the lady lawyer, right. whatever she is, and she gave a, yeah. be- a beautiful marketing oh, yeah. and speech. And then she had her one little sentence, not true, yeah. not true, you know. No, we we will not leave you as soon as, you know, all the coal's gone. <laughs> yeah. Pollution. Yeah, really. Global warming's not real. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> then we had the family, and then Asa came up and gave his speech. So, I mean, it was very balanced in that sense. And, you know, two pros, two cons. But yet again, Asa had a rendition of the national anthem. It was probably one of the most genius things I've seen. It was. But, you know, what I liked about this the whole deal was everybody was kind of looking at him like, what? Yeah. Huh? And if you get you if you really listen to what he was saying, it was kind of genius. But I thought it was also genius that they made the crowd look at him like what is we're too doing? dumb to understand what you're trying to say. Yeah. I mean really. I mean I really felt like that, that was what they were trying to go like, it was like it, huh? it, Does yeah. he not know the words to our national anthem? Exactly. Like they didn't realize that, hey, you know, this and I think he like one or two lines he hit 
it kind of made them realize, oh, oh we know what this sack of crap yeah. is really talking about now, you know. And it was right there at the end, you know. And he hit all the high points for what yeah. was going to go on. And it was a lot like what the stash of sister was saying. But how he said it and the passion he did it with. Right. You know, of course, what do you really expect from a crowd that wants jobs, wants this money, and you walk up there and say, you go up that mountain, mm-hmm. you might not come back down. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's sad that that's you all they heard. Us, you know. Um, but even though we've seen that scene in the previews and everything, and, you know, I was kind of waiting for that the whole time, when it actually happened, I still felt something. It did. Well, you know, like you said, the, the whole anthem that he replaced words for was was monumental, and this was just like icing on the cake. Mm-hmm. And so if it was it by itself, I think it would have not flown as well because we saw it in the preview. Yeah. This I mean, leading they, up to it and creating that, like, wow, oh, wow. And then, boom, dropping the mic. You yeah, know, uh, that that's what culminated that spot, and that's what it showed you. That's where, like, that's part of the show that I was like, now the show is, figure, you know, hitting them high points and really rolling with it. Yeah, and his facial expressions throughout the first three speakers were great. Oh, yeah. he, he was just sitting there like, huh? Yeah. Like, really? That that's what y'all think of us? Yeah, and like they're clueless. Yeah. They just don't realize, you know, what life is and how hard it is, and you know, you don't know what you're messing with. And yeah, I, I thought that I thought that the whole town, like I said, the, the, minus the over stereotypical redneck, I thought the town hall meeting was pretty cool. I would like maybe heard one other antagonist speaker. You yeah, know, somebody, just like one more either way. Yeah, you know, you know, I wouldn't have cared was, which way. Who could, you know, we got one side of the field. We got the other side of the field. Happened to mother. I mean, happened to be husband wife. Yeah. Give me a give me a neutral. The you stash know, is the stash neutral or man, the stash is like I don't want to go up there and get killed or watch anybody else die. And also where did were there any black people in the town hall meeting? I didn't see one. I, I didn't think I saw one. So maybe you know, Sally Ann in the meeting or her brother or somebody that you know might not really have anything to do with it, but Yeah. Well, you know, <sighs> I want to say that maybe like the town hall meeting was for your motivated people are the ones who are out of jobs from from coals or, or different things like come that. Come back and, from service and stuff. Right. And so these are all former coal miners who are out of work. And this is the reason they're at the town hall meeting where it's not the way. But you bring up a good point. Why did we not have representation from what is obvious? Yeah. Is a, a, a I believe big, is a diverse town. Yeah, you know? we, we know there's diversity in the town and everything. So I thought that, you know, so you bring up a good point there, you know. Maybe maybe there's an answer to it later in another episode. Um, so I, I'm not real sure. Um, but it could develop. Like I said, that's what's so great about the show is it has so many possibilities yeah. of where it could go with different angles. Because they're they're hitting a lot of high points, and then this also might have to do with the size of the town. Yeah, I mean we're true. still trying to figure out that whole grip on this because we still have no idea. Well, considering the amount of people that are at this town hall meeting, <laughs> it's minus, not big. It can't be that large. You know what I mean? They just, I think they're really trying to make it like, all right, we're a small town because they only have three. There's yeah. a sheriff and two deputies, <laughs> or you know, the under sheriff, whatever you want to call it, and so. <sighs> There's no way it can be a large metropolis by no. any means, you know. Um, but I mean, maybe it could still Kentucky be very, standards, but not, very know. rural, rural or farming. Right. Exactly. exactly. But no, I mean, I haven't seen any farming, so no, 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 no. nothing to that point. But other than that, I can't really think of else that kind of hit me. Uh, I mean, yeah, just like a little minor thing was her giving uh, 
the money to Hazel after he beat the crap out of her boyfriend. Yeah. You know, I mean, always a rookie mistake. Yeah. I don't know. I think the, the drug dealer thing has played its part. Yeah. I, like, I mean, I thought he was – to move away from him and the, you know – I thought he was going to be a major player, but now they're just kind of keeping him on the payroll. Yeah, I don't – I really think that's got, it's got to move. Yeah, we've killed off his best customer, and there's just not much left for him to do. Exactly, and, exactly. So, I, uh, I think we, I think with the next episode, we really got to focus in on, on the whatever client. they whatever they did to the equipment because they pulled the welders out there. Where did they get the plasma torch, <laughs> and who well, taught them how to work that? Well, I will tell you now. You can have a torch just by having a couple bottles. You know, a couple an acetylene auction you know, combo. You don't have to have you don't have that electricity. You don't have any of that kind of stuff. It's just two gas bottles. And they and, learned that up in the mountains. I mean, you they, they know how to do mechanics on four wheelers, <laughs> evidently. So fair enough, you know. So I, I was okay with that, you know. Um, but gosh, I wish I would. I, I wanted to see what they did. Yeah, they I, I, I think they, they had to cut it in pieces so it couldn't be moved. Right. They they left us hanging there. I was kind of hoping we'd get like a, a revealing shot the next day of workers walking yeah. up and like the dozers and pieces or whatever. So maybe that's going to be our opening scene because I, I am so. I'm excited to and see. They, that is what we're going to that's going to be the explosion of okay, it's time to do something, yeah. you know. And that's what we need in the next episode. This was not what I call a very action packed. I mean, of course we had the little fight on the street, you know, on his 7 to 8 hour <laughs> walking journey home. Which, how did he escape so fast, and how did it take them so long to <laughs> yeah, pinpoint yeah. him up the mountain? I mean, well, I mean, they had all day. I mean, it takes 10 hours to get up the mountain. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> I mean, Very true. I mean, these guys are in shape. And so, um, uh, I mean, that, other than that, there really wasn't. So, I'm really feeling like this next episode, we've got to have that, all right, it's time to have the either the construction guys and the ferals or a small group that feel like they're badasses that go up the mountain. It's got to be the coal miners. You know, it's, it's going to be, be led by I don't think it's going to be the all out thing, but I think we're going to get like a patch up up there to go up there and kind of speak to peace and maybe something happens. I got to uh, see Stash's brother leading the charge. Right. Or brother-in-law. Yeah. You know, and the, the, I'm going to be honest with you. I could see him not making it. Stash's brother-in-law. Yeah. I could see it. Yeah. Considering they've kind of already made him kind of the jackass. He might what, be the martyr. Or, yeah. The martyr or it kind of motivates the sheriff that he has to get involved yeah. or something like that. But I mean, if there's a death and state police is starting to come in, this is isn't true. there? This is true. Yeah, I really just don't know how they're really going to be able to contain this based on what they've set as the the standard of what's going to bring this and bring that. I mean, how is a billion dollar industry not brought in state police? How was you? Like that, that that is a big thing. I I mean, that's something I would feel like the governor would be like, We gotta do this. Yeah. Let's bring like, in National Guard if we have to to get these squatters off the mountain. Let's bring up my approval rating. Yeah. So I mean you do I mean like that is a solid point. I mean I mean it, something's gonna break. I mean we, we feel like obviously the show's gonna keep it contained to local. I, I don't know how I might not even be that big of an issue. And so we're gonna have that and we're going to have a big war because that Ace has already stated it. It's going to be a war. We have gone past negotiations, and we need to start preparing for that. The only thing I can figure is is that they have war, and the Ferals find a way to stay, and then we move on to a new antagonist. 
because if it's constant with the coal miners, it would just they would just bring more people, different levels in, da, 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 and eventually the the mission is done. So there's got to be something this epi- this season that's going to curtail the entire idea. Oh, it's going to be them expanding. It's yeah. going to be the Feral Clan. They're they're going to win the war with the coal company if it gets approved for season two, and then it's going to be about them expanding right. into the town. Yeah, there's 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 got to be more. You know, I mean, you can't. You can't not have it any other way, or the show doesn't work. You yeah. Know? So uh, they just they need to do a really good job of keeping it interesting what they're going to do, and then keep us on the toes and change what what is typical and give us the untypical. Or the other thing that could be done is the other clan that I'm starting to believe I imagined because we haven't heard anything else about them. True. Yeah, we could we could realize we still have that whole dynamic. There's a there's a there's peas and the carrots too, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so we could see that. So yeah, uh, again, I, I'm looking really looking forward to the next episode and seeing where it's going to go. And uh, I think uh, I think it's going to keep progressively getting better, and we're going to have some really cool action and uh, and some new drama between the uh, the Ferals and Asa and Guinevere and all them, and, and hopefully uh, a real power struggle because I mean we're we're still not looking for anyone to dethrone old yeah. big Foster. I'll be tell you my prediction is is that we're going to have a split, a divide. You know, not maybe not like one that's like truly one side of the family versus the other, but they come to an understanding that Big Foster maybe isn't the Brennan. So like the outsiders break away and then you have everyone who's loyal to Big Foster? No, I don't know if they break away, but you still have like, like all that uncomfortable tension they had earlier, like it redevelops based on decisions being made like yeah people don't want to go fight and people don't want to do this because half agree half don't you know and cousins start to be indifferent <laughs> to each other you know what i'm saying yeah no, and no. so that i think that's a very real possibility that people start doing their own thing or following their own directions and it's just an internal breakdown while they're trying to deal with outsiders trying to come in so um it just kind of you know it kind of follows formats from other some other popular shows and i feel like that's something they're probably gonna entertain yeah i mean that's something they're interested in is following the popular format which is working no and i don't have a problem with it i think what makes the show interesting is because they're artistic with the way they they camera is used and how the visuals and the writing is solid the commentary doesn't seem fake overdone stereotypical great dialogue exactly and so um and my main problem right now is there's just I, I want to fight where I don't know what's going to happen. Exactly. We have not had that yet. Give me something that's like, whoa, I did not expect this. Exactly. And, you know, like, okay, why are these two characters fighting? Oh, that that didn't go the way I thought it was going to. Exactly. And so that's what I'm hoping for. I'm, I'm hoping this next episode or two we're going to see something that's unexpected. That's going to change or put the, you know, put the throttle down to make the, the show that much more exciting. And so... That's what needs to happen, and I think that we're going to get it. So that's what I'm looking forward to, and I hope that they quench that thirst, and I hope that the show really ramps up. And you know, I'm curious if they're just going to continue a season for 15, 16 episodes, or are they going to do like some of these other shows and do like a mid-season, mid-season finale break. and bring it back or whatever. I don't, uh, I don't know if they have enough episodes to do a mid-season finale because I know, mean I think we only have fifteen. Well, when I did, you know, that's what I say. You know, when I did my little research, that I did 15, 16 episodes. I mean, you technically you could cut it up. You know, you could do a, a six and eight or a six and nine or, or you know, if they did sixteen and eight and eight, whatever. 
Who knows? Um, and but I, I don't know if they have enough publicity. You know, I don't think they've done enough marketing to take. No, and when you're break. WG in America, <laughs> that does make it kind of Especially difficult. if you're going to lose all our DirecTV watchers. Well, I did uh, one of Banker um, on Twitter and stuff hit us up and let us know that a site called Crackle.com, I believe, will let you watch the episodes. Okay. And it's designed for people who have like DirecTV or something like that, that WGN is not standard. And so that was big news this past week. And so if you're one of the people who have DirecTV and you're concerned you're going to lose uh, their stuff, I believe they're doing some their episodes online as well as this Crackle.com or something of that nature. Uh, we posted some stuff on our Twitter about it. So if you want to look us up on Twitter, uh, we put a few links on there to Crackle where you can find it. So... Um, well, definitely keep watching it and I think you'd really enjoy it um, but I don't really have anything else in the episode I think, no, I think uh, that's a perfect ending right there and uh, that's good uh, guys we got a little feedback from the last show uh, we really appreciated it got a lot of good comments um, and uh, we really enjoy that and we would like to add some more comments from people if they have some opinions about their predictions or thoughts about the last show or so on so we can mix it into the show itself um, and you can always reach us at bleedtvpodcast at gmail.com as well as at, tweet, at bleedtvpodcast on Twitter. And we have a Facebook page. And, of course, we have bleedtvpodbean.com um, if you want to check out our, our website. Um, as always, we really appreciate you guys. And if you have a few minutes to give us a positive review on iTunes or Stitcher or, or anything that you your podcast catcher, uh, anything like that helps us and helps us expand and uh, try to move forward our brand. But uh, other than that, guys, uh, this is Bleed TV, and I'm Zach. And I'm Cash. We're going to call it a night. Yeah.